Hello and welcome to another Bertin Paul podcast. Uh, I'm delighted again to be joined by Mikey Dahl, the Mikey Dahl who, who just last time he just he just upped that level, didn't he? Mikey just he just took it and went with it. It's not for me to say, Paul. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was like it was golden, golden era, era stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> It was fantastic, Mikey. Just, I don't know what. I mean, I, I just listened to. I, I don't usually listen to them again. Uh, I listen to them when I sort of a, a professional approach to editing and stuff like that. But actually, I was so tired that night that I just came on the next night, the, ne- the morning, and listened to it. I was like, Mikey Dowell, man, he's fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, because uh, my younger brother. Martin said, "Yeah, it was an okay podcast, but I like it when there's a third a third wheel." That's what he said. So I don't know if that's a backhanded smash at us. Or I don't know what. He, anyway, but we had to we had to bring in the third wheel, Stephen Kane. How you doing? I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I echo. I thought Michael was a, a breath of fresh air the other week there, and uh, that was a, a, a superb podcast. They just uh, did everything. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> it's the best well, day come on, let's go on the tricycle tonight, boys. <laughs> I'm still the only person that, uh, like, I'm not really into the social media. I'm never, it wasn't Facebook or whatever. I wasn't really, I don't do Instagram and I'm not going to do anything like that anyway, really. But I quite like, like, when I download it, I press the wee heart, or the wee heart, and, and I was like, maybe what? Somebody else will press a heart on our podcast, and nobody ever has. <laughs> it just makes me sad. In fact, there was was a girl in California, so I don't know why she was listening to the podcast, but she pressed a heart on it. And I, you know what I mean, man's always Speak got to have man. options, sweet, sweet options. But probably not me, of course. It's probably. I mean, she's got a shine for Betty. Uh, <laughs> Betty's working like a madman. Yeah, I asked uh, Paul McCaughey on tonight as well, but he's also working like a madman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and who else? Dan Devaney's doing his stuff. So I thought, look, it's Friday night. I'm bored. Stephen's bored. Mikey Dahl's you're, bored. You're bored, yeah. So I thought we'd just, <laughs> we'd, just very bored as we'd not one out. We'd get it done. Good do a new podcast. I mean, Celtic didn't play this week. Uh, and uh, if we can't talk about Celtic, we'll talk about my favourite my favourite uh, topic of the world: Rangers. Great, great team. And uh, maybe talk about other things as well, just have a bit of a laugh. So, Stephen, how are you getting on? And how's your new little? That is an absolute goldmine, the little. Um, big shout out to Andy Gardner who opened the little in Putney um, at long last the other week there, and it's been queued around the block. I mean, Andy Gardner struck gold, and it's great to see him back in the high street in Putney as well. So, feedback I've got that it's very tight. The aisles are a bit tight compared to the Wimbledon one, but there you go. Well, I actually had to Google middle aisle, hashtag middle aisle, and apparently, <laughs> so I, I, was, I didn't know anything about it, but apparently little, they, they buy different products for that middle aisle experience. Yeah. But if it's tight, then... Uh, listen, that's just, that's what I heard. What, what, what type of products? Go on, tell me. So they, they, they refresh, is it replenish them? Um, they team every week, don't yeah. they? Yeah, and they, they do sort of statistical analysis, a bit like the, the backroom team at Celtic with their analytical capabilities. Yeah. They watch what people buy 
and they they try and um, sort of a you know give give the people supply what the people want, um, but they always change it, keep you on your toes, and um, really, I mean Andy Gardner's really good. I mean he's got the formula and it's a winning formula at that. We're talking about talking about gardens. Uh, yes, they <laughs> call it. Last week, me and Mikey just started talking about roses and stuff like that, and like the feedback. I, I'm I'm thinking there might be a spin-off. <laughs> My dad phoned me up. One of his these pals, Joe Joe Ennis, was listening to it. He said, ah, "Get Paul to give me a call." But the roses, I'll take him through some stuff. <laughs> and then I felt guilty about the potato conversation. Because I thought I'd given you, I was misleading you. Because not sometimes I've got crazy ideas, but I saw I was correct with the potatoes, and Is that right? and another gardening bombshell is that if you boil your potatoes, see the potato water at the end of it. Once you don't drain it away, that gives goodness into the plants and stuff. Ah, so not the grass, the plants. Well, no, the grass as well. Okay. Everything it's just it's just just full of nutrients. So again, and uh, just to just to go full circle, I I went over and told my gardening neighbour that today as well. I told her about that. So is that middle age or is that past middle age? You know, I say nothing. <laughs> it's one foot in the grave stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's still alive. That guy still he was on the he was on the paper all day. There he's still alive. He can't remember anything, but he's still here. <laughs> I never watched I one. Believe foot. it. I never watched but, one foot in a gravestone. Did you watch it? You and Mikey watch it back in the day. Not really. Oh, I knew the sort of uh, you know the, the when he he picked the cap, whatever. Thought it was a phone and all these things. But I was going to ask Michael just as a as more of a as a as a listener to the podcast how you got on with your turf. Well, I, I mean, I was going to say that it's going great guns. It really Brilliant. is. I am, um, and I haven't put any potatoes down, but it is. It's. <laughs> It's blossoming, if that's the correct phrase. Uh, it's looking really good. I'm pleased with it. But so, what have you been doing to make it? Um, good old lush. good old H2O. Good old H2O, and maybe I mean it's been quite nice down here the last few weeks. Maybe it's just getting that right, the right blend of sun and 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 rain. I think it's just I just think nature is 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 having its way with it, for for one of a better phrase. And 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 I, I what? <laughs> Come on, Steve. Will, will you be? Are you going to pick Paul up on the potatoes and be like Matt Damon was in, in the Martian movie? Did he no, not I, just... like, I like the water. The, the water. The water. The potato water stuff sounds more easy. Well, it sounds more within reach than rather than going out and buying potatoes. I I. Uh... Do you, Stephen, just a, a last question. When I send uh, my garden on, no, when I send it on to the, the family WhatsApp, does it annoy you? Are you, you happy to see it? Does it lift in your mood or does it say, I need to do a bit more in the garden, my own garden? Astro Tough Boy. Just <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I am Astro Ken at the moment. And then, you know, I didn't really want to be, but um, we, we have um, Astro and. Um, Unlike the Livingston pitch, it is all weather. You know, I've yet to have a call off. Um, I'm indifferent when you send on the gardening things, Paul. I really am, to be honest. And That's just, you know, just to, to hopefully to finish and conclude the gardening part of this <laughs> podcast. Um, Bertie See. Bridges, Brian Bridges, his was it his grandpa owned yeah. a nursery in the Clyde Valley. Yeah. 
And I always, th- you know, and he was also in the Beech Grove Gardens, I think. So, you know, you Bertie Bridges has got the green fingers as as well. So I've never seen any can, money, but I always realised where did that where did that cash go to? I always thought if you had a Clyde Valley garden place, you'd be able to mint it. That's what I always thought, but maybe that doesn't work that way. Maybe self sufficient, you know. You grow your own crops and that. <laughs> so uh, talking about growing your own, geez, all that. I'm seamless tonight. Seamless. Went from Andy Gardner to and Gardens to growing your own crops. John Kennedy, Stephen, your fa- your favourite, your man about town. Celtic of took him on a journey, and now he's the man to do the same stuff as the last guy. Can't remember the last guy's name, mind you. So eh. Uh, well, I think John Kennedy. You know, he apparently has found. Kieran Tierney um, you know, Kieran Tierney would not have been the player he was if John Kennedy wasn't involved and also um, you know BBC Scotland at the weekend were saying John Kennedy offers continuity um, now you could argue I like saying continuity and, you know if I were, were to be on BBC Scotland ever you know I'd like to say the word continuity however in this context do, do we want <laughs> continuity given the season that we had I don't know if Michael wants to answer that but I'd, I sure is, 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 uh, I don't, don't really want continuity No I, I've said before I think they're all I think they're all guilty by association um, you know, if, if they wanted to give John Kennedy the job they should have given him a long time ago um, No I mean I don't know this guy might be the next Pep Guardiola but he has to go away and prove himself elsewhere, doesn't he? Um, but no, he's certainly he's, he's grabbing his opportunity with both hands. I saw he's um, now giving interviews, one-on-one interviews with Celtic fans TV. So he's sort of, you know, he's, he's I suppose, addressing one of the issues that Celtic fans had when the previous manager was there, that, you know, we were they were basically being ignored. But he's very much... Talking now directly to the fans, saying the same stuff, by the way, not saying anything different, but you know, talking to the fans, and you know, they're very good at identifying the problems, aren't they? Like, you know, we know what the problems are. Well, isn't it kind of like your job to do the next bit, which is fix those problems? But anyway, there we go. So, yes. we, ha- so we had uh, the, the history of the what's, what's this podcast called? The Harry, Harry Brady podcast. And Celtic, eventually, Celtic Underground. Celtic Underground, the oldest podcast in the world, football podcast in the world. And for the first time, for like, I was actually hearing maybe myself on a podcast. I actually heard myself a couple of times, but like that, the Anthony was just like cutting through the nonsense and just saying Lennon's a disaster. Why? And it, it was nice to hear eventually something that kind of represented what we were thinking. What Betty was thinking, what Stephen was thinking, Mikey Dahl was thinking, Dan Devaney. It's just interesting to hear it back to yourself eventually in March, isn't it? It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, behind the curve, I would argue. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they always kind of have across the wee bit like we're in the know, which I'm not sure if they are, but, you know, anyway, I'll lap that stuff up. So I'm going to tell myself that they are in the know. But um, you know, I was, it was good that they conned on here, but also quite good that they seem to be fairly positive about the future as well. If you know what I mean, which I've got to say, I am as well. I'm, I'm glass half full in terms of the future. But for me, um, Mikey, that that 
see that kind of conversation eventually they did have that's that's far more entertaining it's far more interesting when you've got like yeah. you've got the saint or whatever his name is and he's giving it the same Celtic lines like you can't really look at Lennon that way Lennon got his three all at Kilmarnock game and that was great and I really enjoyed it because I was there with my son and then he starts then he was just giving it like it was always everything was softball and for the first time mm. somebody just said no <laughs> no like, yeah. like, like Neil Lennon was miles behind Rangers before they exploded, exploded. And then mm. you're like, and then this is the things that is in our heads the whole time. Like this guy, is not good enough for Celtic, you know. And it was just good to yeah. hear that and refresh it, and it's entertaining. Yeah. Like, yeah, I might not agree with all of it. I might not agree with some, but at least you, it, it, it fires up the imagination, you know. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I don't know, but what you guys think of this but I'm not saying it's the only reason but obviously they were using the example of Juventus this year Liverpool this year ourselves this year um, you know we're all really really struggling um, yeah but let's say I don't listen I'm not saying that um, I, I thought the point was more interesting that you know Rangers Ibrox is more you know, more intimidating for Rangers players when they're not playing well. If you know, I think that's more the case rather than you know us being overly impacted by the fact we don't have fans. I think Rangers have maybe overly benefited from the fact that they're playing in an empty stadium. I don't think it's quite as oh, well. Celtic are playing in front of no one. This is really hurting us. I think it's more. Rangers have completely played with the shackles off this year, which again I'm not saying it's the only reason, but I think it's you know a part of it for for where we are. But yeah, no, it was it was good. Enjoyed listening to it. But also as well, it's like I, I've just I was having a wee kind of wander around and looking at Rangers games. I've not really been paying that much attention to them because they've just been this juggernaut. But actually, like watching the Antwerp game and I watched a few other things. Like Rangers have schooled us this year. Like, absolutely schooled us. You think about it, they took an under-18s manager, put him in place, gave him all his backroom staff that he wanted, gave him a couple of fivers, and he's like 4,000 points in front of us and still in Europe. And I was thinking about it today, like, I was arguing with people, like, Celtic fans were talking to me and saying, well, well, the league first 10 in a row, first then we can deal with Europe in the next. Like, think how arrogant that now... Is you know we'll, we'll deal with the league first of all. We'll do ten in a row. Then we'll we'll start European up again. We've got a guy, an under 18s Liverpool manager, who's in Europe still. I think is he? Yeah, and he's like four hundred points ahead of us on a shoestrings budget. We've been absolutely schooled by Rangers, and I hadn't really thought about it. But then I was listening to John Hartson before I came into the to do this, and John Hartson's like. Neil Lennon's still a legend. I mean, yeah, the thing is, he's done for the club. But I mean, you you, you you take it all back. We've been schooled by a juvenile coach, you know what I mean? And Gary McAllister. I always used to think Gary McAllister wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer, but they've absolutely done us with no money, nothing. It's unreal. See, just in, in Gary McAllister, did we ever find out the assault that happened to him in Leeds? Was that just something that happens and then you don't actually find out who 
He was just in, in, you know, I like Ian Durant. He was just in the, the chip shop queue and, you know, a, a chip shop Rami, was it not? A taxi queue Rami. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it was a serious offence by someone. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't want to make light of it. The just answer say, is I don't know. Just say, just say Rami. But that that's the, the thing for me is that, that I've been so concentrated on Celtic and Celtic's failings and Celtic this and that. I mean, you actually have a look at Rangers. I mean, Rangers team against Antwerp's like it's it's not that good. It's not well, that good at all. The young boy Patterson scored. Patterson's under 19, 19 years old. Patterson comes on, and, and Morelos is still Morelos, and Goldson's still Goldson. I mean, it, it only starts to get into the, the phase when Rangers start talking about fifty-five, and now you're like it's like two games to go for. And you're like, how bad are we to let this all fall apart? How bad was Lennon? And then they say, this, this nonsense, a couple of years' time, Celtic fans will really look at it again and realise that Lennon, what Lennon brought to the club, you're like, why, why is that a thing? Like, We have been absolutely schooled by Steven Gerrard. And <laughs> the guy, I mean... Yeah. I, um, I don't think, I don't think we will, like, you know, I, I'm not saying I obviously don't speak for every Celtic fan, but I, you know, people have also been saying like, oh, I think Scott Brown said we'll build a statue for Peter Law when he leaves. People will only realise how good he was when he leaves, and I just think, well, no, that that's not the case. I'll I'll remember him for being good for the first few years, but I will. People talk about a legacy. A legacy is what you leave behind, right? That's like the literal meaning of a legacy. I mean, he's left us this. He's left us Stevie G schooling us. So, and the same with Neil Lennon. Like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to look past that in a hurry, if you know what I mean. Like, that is going to, for me, that's their legacy, leaving us with all that advantage with, you know, clear blue water, excuse the pun, between us. And that they've they've left is, you know, neck and neck. Now we look, we might bounce back next year, but I mean, I'll be given credit if that happens. Hopefully, it does. I'll be given credit to the new manager and the new CEO for that for for bringing us into the twenty first century. I won't be kind of thinking anything about the previous incumbents, if you know what I mean. They're they're um, that I'm happy to see them go. To but be he, honest, but here's the deal as well. Like we, we've got a situation now that. Stevie G might leave in the summer because that's as far as he, I mean, he could leave by European trophy don't know but the fact is that he could leave in the summer and then we don't even get to we, they can bring in somebody else but the fact the fact is like he's came up and proven to everybody in England that this is a cakewalk after a while you know like I listened to, I was watching his uh He's Robbie Fowler podcast. I finally got around to because he kept coming up my YouTube, so I listened to it. And just, he's just like, yeah, Rangers are a massive club. You don't realise how big they are when you come up. You don't realise the pressure under. And he's like, and then you're like, but he's just absolutely squished it. We've just given him the, we've given him his career, managerial career. He looks five times better than Frank Lampard. He's going to walk away with one trophy, the biggest trophy in Scotland. 20 points ahead of us we just gave him all that stuff we'll go down and get a job in England and we won't even get a chance they'll never be that lucky again getting that type of manager mm-hmm. given that sort of time so we're going to end up 
I, could, I was looking by you like, we're going to end up all sort of all over the place again. I just don't like that type of, type of flux with Celtic. I like a, a, a sort of thing you can see we're building on, but oof. We've really given Stephen G everything at me. Just gave him it. Well, here's the thing, though, Paul. Do you think, does it all fall apart if, if Stevie G walks away from them? Or have they got, as I've said before, have they got that infrastructure where they can just go and get the next coach in or the next manager in and just continue what they've done? Or is that a big loss for them to lose Stephen Gerrard? What do you think, Stephen? What they, what they said in Super Scoreboard tonight um, is that Stephen Gerrard will attract because of the Champions League he'll stay and he will attract the big names to Rangers and obviously they don't automatically qualify I think this season for the Champions League but this, one of the callers said that Stephen Gerrard will be attracting all the big names to Rangers he'll stay um, now I mean it, I laughed today Mikey when you said um, uh, Barry Ferguson was <laughs> being <laughs> <laughs> Barry's above the, the parapet again, yeah. D- down there in Kelty Hertz, or is it, is it is it up there in Kelty Hertz, or where, where is he um, in, on the map? But you could see probably Barry Ferguson's head. He thinks that he's the next candidate, given mm. how successful Stephen Gerrard has been. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't know. Um, he doesn't need big names, but Stephen, look at this, Davis. Rebo, Kamara, Hadji, Morelos, Kent, Highlander, Golston, McGregor. But I mean, they're not. He's, he's just whipped it underlet in the European. Yeah. He doesn't need it. He's thrown 32. He's scored about nine, nine goals. I mean, they're not big names. They're just uh, your mill dodgy players. And he, he's, he's brought them. So he doesn't need to attract anybody. He can just keep going because they, they're, they're winning all the time. And I agree. I think they've done well. They've changed the the Rangers sort of a way of of doing things. Um, you know, the, the 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 bought sort of a some good players, and you know whether or not they'll then sell them on this summer and they'll need to start again, or they keep the players and they keep the manager. It should, it should be an interesting time for them. Now, but it's Rangers are talking about right, and and the fan base have grown up with. We want. You know, we're we're the establishment club, and we want this, and you know, so that this sort of a buying cheap and selling, well, Celtic fans can sort of uh, entertain it. I do not think that's got longevity with the Rangers support. There will come a time when the true colours um, shine through, and Rangers want to go and buy um, your Cavani's and your um, Marshalls and or whatever the case may be, just the big players. But, but, but me and Mikey talked about that. That's not. We were talking about it last week. Like Celtic, Celtic should be in a position where we're just creating players and moving them along, putting the infrastructure in that young guys come to the club and that. Like we've got to have that. But maybe Mikey's right. I mean, I don't know enough about their backroom staff. But Stevie G's got his whole backroom staff. If they've got that backroom staff there, and Stevie G goes and maybe takes one or two people with them, are we sitting looking at us again the next season, going, oh? We've just brought in. Well, not though. Like I think this is where, as Celtic fans, I was thinking about this today. We need to be patient the next couple of years. Like we need to accept that we gambled on ten in a row and it didn't work, and we need to accept that there's. You know, we need to put a new kind of plan in place, a new infrastructure, if you if you want. And you know, personally, for me, if we 
if we get like if we go down this direct to the football route and maybe get a coach that not everyone knows, but we actually start to over the next basically what Rangers have done over the next kind of twelve to eighteen months, start to build a bit of an identity, build, you know what I mean, like a style of play, kinda of where we were going on a Ronnie Dyler, but this time fully committed to it. Well, I'll I'll certainly be I'll I'll back that, you know, like really. You know, you could say that the one we've got a lot of goodwill in the bank in terms of the amount of trophies that we've won over the last few years. That's the only thing that I'll take out of that, that I'm happy for a rebuild to happen if we're going in the right direction. Do you know what I mean? And I do think that ultimately we will get there because it's a you know, if Rangers are now back, which I need to begrudgingly accept they are in whatever form, you know what I mean, and put all that arguments aside about, you know, new club or whatever, who cares, you know what I mean, we've got, a, we now have a rival, and as long as we are looking to win the league two out of every three years, and progressing as a club with a good, with a good amount of players coming through, then I'll, you know, I'm happy to forgo the league for a, for a few years. So, so two things, well, one thing that really annoyed me today, or last couple of days, listening to stuff, is when I think someday somewhere said, but we didn't even give Ronnie his backroom stuff. And I, I real I forgot about that. Like Ronnie Dyler was brought in from Norway by himself. Like yep. Strangers gave Stevie G's backroom stuff. We didn't give Lennon his backroom stuff. We gave uh, Rogers his backroom stuff. But we didn't give Ronnie Dyler his backroom stuff. Then you, you start to think, well, wait the now. Like how fair is that on him? He wasn't even living in a house. He was living in his hotel. When you say we, do you actually mean Peter Lawwell? Yeah. Who's not going to be there? But, you know, that's why I'm, yeah, that's so, why I'm positive about the future. Because that, he, he was he overstepped his remit and married Novit all the time. If Ronnie Dyla wants to come and bring his own backroom staff, he should be able to. He didn't, but did he? So again, was that, no, another, was that another wasted opportunity? When we got the Tierneys, we got the McGregor's, Apparently James Forrest was already established, but I'm not too sure. He, he's in and out. We got these type of players that come through. We got Ayer, who's still playing for us. We've got we got this there, and me. If we but if we'd brought his own backroom staff, could we got more? Could we get a better? Mm. Could we got the guy that's playing for Arsenal just now? Could we had him playing for us? I mean, I know we're, we're it's retro. You're looking at things back. You look, always look at things back the way, but it's. It, it's you're talking about getting things right, and the other thing is like you're talking about it's two to three years. Like I'm looking at this Rangers team, and we spent like thirty odd million or something. Like Betty gets the, I never pay much attention to transfer fees because I don't really believe any of them because it's all it's all like. But like the Rangers team that are in, in the, the six, last sixteen in Europe, which I want to be in, like I'd love to be in the last sixteen in Europe. We could have bought that team. Three times over. Like, Davis, Hadji, Morelos was a million quid. Kent was seven million, but he was like, and I like, he was like a rental. He's a rental, isn't he? He's like, he's like your video recorder, you can upgrade him. You know what I mean? Barisset was two million. Highlander wasn't five million. Golson was a couple of quid. McGregor was free. Balagan, whatever his name is. Kamara was, like, we, we could, a half decent manager. Like Tommy Wright gave him ten million. He could build a better team than that, or he could give it a shot. Like that, this is rubbish. We're getting beat with. Oh, anyway, sorry. I'm, I know I'm, I'm getting, but I just it was a penny dropped today. I was like, wait a now. 
But Paul, if you go back to Copenhagen last year, we were we were a good coach away from from being in the last sixteen of the Europa League. So I, you know, again, I'm going to be glass half full. We're not a million miles away from it. That's why I think a good coach and we, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. We've got bit, we can potentially have better play. You know, I think on paper we we our players stand up to them. I don't know how many are going to stay, whatever. But you know, that's what gives me hope for for the future that we're. Whoever comes in, I think, has got a decent amount of players to start to start to build something with anyway. Do you know what I mean? And I'm still happy to give him two or three years if it's the right appointment. But you know, I, I think he's also got some some good, you know, some good players to work with. And yeah, there's there's definitely potential there. And you know, except that we're going to be in the Europa League next year. I know that we technically can get into the Champions League, but and I'll just just let the new guy, whoever it is, let the new um, management team structure bed in, and yeah, let's just see how it goes. Yeah. You know, I hope it, I hope it goes well. Of course, here's and I a think it did. here's a scenario. John Kennedy, John Kennedy puts a team, a tactical team, on the pitch against Rangers the next couple of games, and we just absolutely smash them. Well, what would that is that a good thing? Well, that's blood. Remember we talked about bloody nose, but then I, I you know, I'm like I'm a deep thinker and stuff. I was like, is that competitively? Do we really want that to happen? Because then you're thinking, geez, oh, that guy and the guy stood stood and looking at the other guy with a laptop could have done a better job than the mouth from the south. Know what I mean? Okay, if John Kennedy does well as a manager, then that would be great. I think because it'd be the benefit of the whole team would be winning again and doing well so if he does do well that's that's absolutely brilliant and he may well this might be the making of him I mean um, ideally probably for someone like John Kennedy should go to another club and then perhaps come back if he's if he's that good um, you know he's won one game against Aberdeen he's got Dundee United on Sunday which is an interesting game because I think Rangers have got St Mirren and Saturday. Is it Saturday Rangers are playing? Yeah, they've got St Mirren. And I think St Mirren and Dundee United are having a bit of a, a, a ding-dong battle for the top six. So hopefully we, we, we win against Dundee United and then we get into the Old Firm game. So if he builds a bit of momentum... I just I think the thing for me is is that I don't really get all this marketing stuff about how he found Kieran Tierney. I just don't think that's true. Um, I don't get as well like you know he's, they're trying to sort of a say, which I, I can understand why because John Kennedy's had a lot of bad press and most of it's from me. Um, they're trying <laughs> to say things like you know John Kennedy's got lots of innovative ideas and you know all this stuff and and you're like well okay but you know. I don't, I don't get it. it does, that doesn't stack up to, for for me. And you know, I think one of the things for John Kennedy that's going to be challenging is when he when he walks past cones and he's not to pick them up anymore. And when he sees the bibs, he'll be dying to just hand them out to folk. And he's, he's that's not his job. And he's, that's what he's got to try and resist. That's Stephen McManus's job now. <laughs> Jeez, Hendo, Hendo has to get still a cold shower, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so okay so again maybe Mikey's a, a couple of weeks ago I was the person that thought Celtic were going to win the league and now I've went I've went back again to 
<laughs> well, on another 180 now, I'm just staring at Rangers videos thinking, why, what, why, why is this even a thing? Like, I think you must have the same, YouTube must have the same algorithm because I've got the same, all these Barry Ferguson videos popping up in my kind of thing as well. And anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I'm wary of falling into the trap that you've fallen into, Paul, but I can understand um, the temptation of that. I, I'm going to say that I think we've got good enough players. And if we, you know, this is, the rocket up the backside that we needed, and we're going to rectify it, and we're going to we're going to yeah get ourselves in shape for the future. Okay. So again, I'm going to I'm just trying I'm going to try and rail you, Mikey. I'm going to try and rail you, Stephen. So who did Rangers buy in January? They came on uh, Antwerp. Oof. From Aberdeen. Oh, they did buy someone from Aberdeen. Stephen, Stephen Wright. Yeah. So Parson comes on, scores a goal. Stephen Wright comes on, I think, gets him a penalty kick. And like, I was like, Stephen Wright, man, he was a bit part player for Aberdeen. Now he's gracing the European stage. And I'm, I'm crying in front of the telly. I'm like, what? Like, if we bought, we, we didn't buy anybody. If we bought, we bought, I don't know, like, the, the Rangers went and bought Kamara. And Stephen Wright, and they're in Europe doing what I want Celtic to be doing. And but Rangers well. have a, but Rangers, I mean, Stephen Gerrard's got a phenomenal record in Europe with Rangers. But Rangers mentality, um, they did lose it a little bit. But when they were, they got to the semi-finals against Marseille and things like that, and they, they did their anti-football march to Manchester before they wrecked it. Rangers have got a completely different mindset, and it's they've got the mindset of we are the establishment, we are going to win this game and that is brought into Europe and you've you've got to without all the sectarian bile and all that sort of stuff which they, they have in abundance you've got to obviously ignore that and admire a little bit of it because they really like so that you saw with Barry Ferguson was up against was it Matthias and he was he, Barry Ferguson bossed him because they go in with the mentality that we are Rangers and we are going to win this game whereas Celtic and you see that in the Copenhagen game that Mikey talks about, are just like, it's like, oh, so it's such a nervy. And you, you saw, it was on, it was actually on, was it the, the Champions League Twitter feed? They showed us the Juventus game, Celtic against Juventus, that incredible game at Parkhead, where Del Piero scored. I mean, it was like some of the best goals you're ever going to see in a football match. You know, Sutton scored that left foot volley. You know, Sven Goran Eriksson was up watching the game and didn't pick Sutton for England. I'm watching them, and I was at the Saitama Stadium watching them, and they Darius for sale. And you're like, Sutton's just scored one of the greatest headers against Juventus. You know, they've got Ferreira, one of the best defenders. You know, and and it's um, but then even in that game, if you remember, at the end of it, Celtic conceded a daft goal that Trezeguet scored and it was a nervy finish. There's always nerves with Celtic. Whereas Rangers go in, in that game against Royal Antwerp, you could see it, they just go in with the mentality that we are an establishment club and we deserve to, to win this. And for some reason, maybe taking performance enhancement drug, I don't know, but they, they, they go at it. Um, and, and Celtic, for some reason, we just, I mean, we, we must have done it when we won the European Cup, but 
recently we, we just we're just so nervy in Europe. I don't like it. Well, I, I, I get, it comes with they know what they're doing, and we've got we've just got we've just had an absolute kid on manager for a couple of years. I mean, but you could you could argue we were like that with Rogers as well. And that, he's, that this, he's this elite level coach allegedly. And that's the thing as well. I was like, Rogers spent X amount of money. I know this is not what people want to hear, and I know it's Friday and stuff like that. I'm supposed to try and cheer myself up. I'm like, but we don't know. Rogers got all these opportunities, got all the money, and now Stevie G's sitting in the sixth, last sixteenth, great European record. We're like nobody's. And you're like, okay. And how did how did Brendan Rodgers do in the Europa League this year? They're out, aren't they? They got knocked out, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like, obviously he's a good coach, but I do wonder, you know. I mean, that's that's Liverpool, Celtic, and Leicester he's been at, and he's definitely underwhelmed in Europe every time. So, but you know, he's just. I just don't think he's got he he's not yeah I just think he's he's pragmatic enough in Europe and I think that that shows I mean he, he went away to Prague and got a nil-nil draw and you know just wanted to go out and play Prague off the park presumably the way he does with this you know possession based football mm-hmm. and the idea he won't he he won't change to suit the different circumstances rather I think that's a kind of fatal flaw in the guy's character um, but anyway, but it's, it's right. But it's like, like we took absolute poundings off teams under Brendan Rodgers. I mean, if you listen to Stevie Gerrard, but I'm not saying Stevie Gerrard's. I'm just. I'm not saying that Stevie Gerrard's great or whatever. But when you listen to Stevie Gerrard, like he, he's like he's he's got his routines in the morning. He does all this stuff. He's got everybody working for him. They all love him. He's got the respect and all that carry on, and he he just doesn't take like. Like Rangers' European record is phenomenal. The last two seasons, for what he's spending, Celtic have got like three times the wage bill, and we're just sitting there, like just messing around, you know. But he really but, seems. I mean, compare and contrast, though, and this is where I, this is what I'm kind of saying about us getting our, you know, getting ourselves softy behind the scenes. My understanding is Rangers you know, play a very defined system. Everyone knows what they're playing. Everyone knows what they're doing. It's obviously effective against, you know, it's just particularly effective in Europe. You know, I mean, compare that to us, you know what I mean? We're like throwing in Cal McGregor at left back. Ryan Christie is false nines. Like, we're all over the place. We don't know what we're doing. Like, you know, it doesn't matter about your players. If you've got a, a setup that's just not really thinking about you know how you're going to play or you know when you're going to play in a certain way then that is yeah, we get what we deserve do you know what I mean and the proof's in the pudding and Rangers are doing in my mind anyway you know that's why Rangers are doing as well as they they are doing they've got a an identity and we don't rubbish oh, Friday night Friday night football guys eh you know what I mean Oh man, why is that so hard? I think the other thing as well is listening to Harry Brady's podcast is when you hear, and there is a Celtic sort of way about like because he's a legend or whatever he is, or we do give people passes so easily, don't we? We just give them 
so at the passes. So we, we have to stop all that. And then that was so yeah. clear when you with Doug Leash and Tony Mobrain, um sorry, and, and all, you know, all these people that we've been stung by, but we still go down that road. We still are attracted to, you know, it's like, it's like you know, and I, I love them as a player, but it's like a point and make stay as a manager. You know, I mean, that's never going to work. You know, um, you know, don't get started on um, Willie McStay. I mean, I mean, this guy. Going, no, no. You know, my goodness. I mean, that, look, John Kennedy is Pep Guardiola compared to to Willie McStay. The damage that guy's done. <laughs> oh, we'll get Willie a job by his great grandfather. He. He was in the he was in the club. I aye, aye, he'll get Willie. Willie, he'll get, he'll get, we'll get my job as a scout, a youth coach. I get Willie and I. He managed that club in Scandinavia for a couple of games, and he's just <laughs> a train wreck. You know what I mean? He's, he's destroyed so many young Scottish players' careers. So let's not go and get a player that that played with Celtic. And when we we move to get a manager. Well, obviously John Kennedy has, but let's get someone that, you know, we move away from that icon and he's a legend and everything else. Because as far as I'm aware, I don't see, this is my own opinion, I don't see Neil Lennon as a Celtic legend. I don't, sorry, I don't know why, I just don't. And I, I think that he's he's a terrible manager. And I think watching Celtic in Europe, that, that really, you know, recently has just it's been a disaster. He's been an absolute disaster, Neil Lennon. Uh, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't allow him in the club again, to be honest. But no, and I, I'm the same with all. I, I mean, chase him out. You've had a great. You have taken an enormous amount of money out of the club. Just don't like, don't come back, mate. You know, because you presided over that this year. You you hired Neil Lennon, knowing full well, you know what he was a capable of in terms of like you know maybe short term boost to a club, but you also saw the state that he left Celtic in the last time you saw the state that he left Hibs in and you, you know what I mean you, you just you were prepared to turn a blind eye to that just, nah these guys are not you know there'll be no statues going up outside Celtic Park for any of these guys you know it's time to move on and yeah drop that romanticism it's it doesn't serve as well doesn't, doesn't you know? serve as well at all even like... the Roger stuff people were just so and I, I mean, I include myself in this, by the way, you know, just so ready to lap up the, oh, is that what you named your son Anton after Anton Rogan? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I was ready for it. I was like, oh, yeah, but once bitten, twice shy, just come, you know, to get someone that's completely, you know, just has none of that baggage, just wants to coach a football team and coach them well and, you know, progress. That's but then the issue you've got then, Mike, is is the fact that as you said, you were talking about the guy called is it Biscuits and BBC. Aye, Biscuits, aye. So you, you can't get away from the fact it's a very parochial sort of a audience and you 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 if you bring in a, a, a someone that's not in that sort of a clique which we saw with Neil Lennon, he had that guy that went to Holy Cross and they were all in a nice little sort of you know, circle of trust and if you bring someone else out with that, as we've seen in countless occasions, when Hart's brought in the guy who had a laptop and they just panned him, Cathro. you know, and that was Paul Kane's best mate, Cathro. Oh, and I liked so, but, but 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 you see that when you spoke about that guy, biscuit. Who was it? Preston biscuits. Uh, biscuits, aye, biscuits. Yeah. 
Who is Biscuits? And it's Alan, Alan Preston, and he used to play for St. Johnson. Aye, okay. So the angel, I don't know what, I still, I don't even want to know why he's called Biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want him called Biscuits on. in the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But he, he, Sorry, and who, what was Brian Rice's uh, nickname again? That's Chipper. He's called Chipper. Chipper, right. Chipper and Biscuits. Jesus. Chipper's <laughs> doing a fantastic job <laughs> down there in Hamilton, bringing all those boys on. He's chipping. <laughs> I, love, oh. I watched the. I watched the. I was trying to get stuff back from the. I watched the 2009 League Cup final. McGeady and Darno Day scores. And Billy Dodds is co-commentator. How old is Billy Dodds now? <laughs> I, st- I still look at Billy Dodds as like a, a breath of fresh air in Scottish media, but <laughs> if that's right, like he's a co-coms. <laughs> so he must, he's been in media for ages. Uh, he's been here for... Uh, maybe he's not the breath of fresh air that I thought he was. No, <laughs> no definitely. The new manager, you know, he can't know Biscuits or um, Chipper. He wouldn't... He sh- he, you know what I mean? If he... Whatever, he wouldn't know them if he met him in his porridge or whatever. He wouldn't know biscuits if he met him in his tea. <laughs> or his potato, his potato water. <laughs> but look, I'm, I'm playing, it, playing it another s- scenario in, um, you know, Shelley Care, an international <laughs> manager. <laughs> there you go. You've She's got a pedigree. Well, international manager. Um, so if Shelley, if I, if I were Shelley just now, I would apply for that role. Um <laughs> And then you know, you know, if Shelley got the position, which you know I'm sure um, she's more than competent in doing it, um, then the players, because Shelley couldn't go in. I mean, she probably would go into the changing rooms and things, but she wouldn't go into the change. So then you'd have the players in the pitch doing the half-time talk and the full-time sort of dress down, just like what Gary Neville or was it Phil Neville? Gary, Gary Phil Neville. Neville did. So I think that would be entertaining for the fans and it's just different. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't care. Like, Shelly could really drive it. Shelly would be like, well, look, it's diversity. I'm an international manager. You know, she does look a wee bit, I think, like John Hughes a wee bit. Like, you know, um, but, you know, she could drive that really through and say, well, look, I want, I want that job. Can, um, I, can imagine if Shelly Kerr get the job and your Trans Rangers next year? Be all <laughs> she would hate that. She'd be torn. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, what about your one? Was the one you like, Mikey? Alex Scott? Was Maybe she'll take the job? She's maybe, a, yeah, but she's, she's, she's got a lot of stuff. She's got BBC, Sky Sports, Strictly Come <laughs> Dancing, you name it. She's on Christ it. Sport. She's elbowed out Martin Is Henry. She? I'm, she, I think, um, who's the woman? Sue Barker, that Martin Henry danced with. Um, right. There's a is picture of Martin did? Henry's house that he danced no, with Sue Barker. Yeah. No, I saw that. But is that, is, does she do that now? Does Alex Scott do Question of Sport? I thought she she was in the front runner. She was elbowing out um, Sue Barkham. That's what I heard. Sports personality as well. She's so she's too busy basically, Paul. She would she Jeez. she's not got the time. She doesn't strictly come dancing. Are you getting her confused with Otima Booty? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Steve. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How can I get confused with somebody called Oti Mabuti? What are you talking about? 
Who's Oti? Who's Oti? My booty, Stephen. She's running in the She's She's in the next Celtic manager. She's she's won strictly twice now, and now she wants success at Celtic Park. Oti, my booty. What? Oh dear. Oh jeez, I forgot you're a big a bit of a strictly come dancing fan, Stephen, aren't you? Keep dancing. Oh, Stephen, eh? So, just looking at candidates, are we all? Um, I think Sean Maloney's not going to happen. I think, and I, the, the rationale for that is not that Shelley's going to get the job, and I hope you know, hope she does put her, her application in. But I think you could tell probably the CV. You could tell probably the CV. I would die. But I think young Sean Maloney's got to resign himself that he's he is like the next Pat Nevin. I think that's the best he's gonna get. <laughs> oh, <geez>. I think <laughs> Pat Nevin? He's a DJ, he likes art. <laughs> when I look at Sean Mal- young Sean Maloney on sports scene, I just think he's a wee Pat Nevin in the maker. I can see him holding his little pen. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. Who's the next? The next. Steve the next Clark. man for the job or woman for the Celtic job? Um. Or gender? Gender neutral? Could be anything. Though. Yeah. I don't know. I. I. I, I mean, the guy that's kind of up there in the running. Um. Paul is, oh, not, oh God. <laughs> uh, there's been some absolute shockers. Uh, but. I don't know him from Adam, right? But obviously this guy that's the under twenty three Man City coach. Dunno. Like just for some reason I think he sounds like he could be exactly what we're looking for for all the reasons that I've we've spoke about, you know, no emotional attachment to Celtic, you know, being a bit being around a bit, you know, managed assistant manager at West Ham, you know, does the under twenty threes at Man City. Obviously, there's that link with the whole direct Fergal Sharkey, the director of football at Man City. Um, oh, that, that's in my mind. That's what I'm kind of. That's what I'm picturing. Mikey, just some, someone like that. Mikey, we need to get you a job at Celtic, don't we? We're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to get you. You could be the man in the know for us. Who <laughs> can I speak to that Mikey in under twenty three's coach for Man City? Mikey, there we go. Oh, he's the. I mean, he's in, I'm only getting his name for the bookies thing, like Enzo Maresca. I mean, there's no smoke without fire, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying the bookies know everything, but he's obviously interested in the job. For me, that's exactly what we're looking for. Someone that's been a really good coach at a, you know, at a good level. Okay, he's not kind of managing the Champions League, but yeah, I mean, we're probably not going to get someone that's managing the Champions League, let's be honest. Don't so need, Don't need to. You just get under 18's Liverpool coach. Well, precisely for that, for that exact reason. Um, anyway, that that's kind of that that's the stuff about like Mick McCarthy, and I mean, I think that's all paper talk. To be honest, I don't think I don't think that's an avenue they they would they would even dream of going down. This guy's got to hit the ground running, the new CEO. So, so yeah, mm, I'm hoping. That's what I hope. Anyway, yeah, I think McCarthy gets signed up with Cardiff, didn't he? By um, it's still is it Vincent Tan the the, 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 the guy with Malky Mackay that just waited I mean that that's interesting that's patience he had all that stuff in Malky Mackay and he waited 
and he waited and he waited until the night before Malcolm Mackay was about to sign the papers for Crystal Palace and then boom, boom, shake, shake the racist room. He was all over <laughs> it and he just unloaded on Malcolm Mackay. Who, um, what does anyone think just about the, I suppose, finally just on the St Johnston winning the cup? Is that like a warm-hearted feeling? For me, it makes me want to projectile vomit. I'm not, I don't buy that whole you know, family, good feeling of St Johnston. Maybe I don't know, but I didn't really get that feeling. That warm. I mean, I was, I was happy for biscuits, obviously. <laughs> You're always happy for biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> just, just yeah, not. Yeah, my daughters, no, not bothered myself. Stuart uh, Cosgrove is dead excited and talking about silly stuff, and I just—I just thought it looked weird with no no fans. And then you're like, mm. did nobody turn up for the game? Oh no, there's no fans. <laughs> no, they probably did have fans, and then that because ITV is it ITN or ITV? Whatever they, they did a, um, a news thing at ten o'clock on the Livingston manager, and you know, I've been told before not to talk about him, but. That was just bullying. Like basically, he was screaming at all the players, and they're like, "It's great! It's a great, you know, story because he's, you know, Jailhouse Rock one minute, and the next minute he's in the cup final." And but he was just screaming at the players like abuse. And it's like, mm, I don't know if that's managing or just he's, oh. it's terrifying. Remember, it was Kenny Miller. Didn't Kenny Miller go there? Aye, for one, the one game. Aye. Uh, the, the rumour was that's because Martindale was mm. uh, anyway, the word murky. make a few phone calls <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Miller wakes up with a horse's head in the bed it's because Kenny Miller went to a Livingston business breakfast or something didn't he and talked about the radio and like I was like oh man and Barry Barry nearly grabs his car of Kenny Miller <laughs> Is he, st- is he down under then, Kenny Miller? Aye, he is. Is. Yeah. Right. yeah, he's assistant manager at Melbourne Victory, I think. Is he playing or is he? No, no, he's, no, he's, he's hung up his boots now. He's hung up his boots, he's not no. He's just he's on the bench. <laughs> but kind of where he was anyway. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was good. I never thought we'd get to talk about any football stuff eh, on a Friday night. I thought I had a list of things to talk to bring sort of comic value into the podcast, but we actually got a, because we fresh, we got a wee bit of fresh stuff as well there. That was good. You happy with that, Mikey? I'm very happy, yeah. Hopefully I'm always happy. Martin's happy we brought somebody else on as well, eh? Help him along. Well, well Martin <laughs> did say, and I feel bad saying it because he's also my younger brother, but he said that he was, was it last Saturday or, um, or, or last Friday night, he was lying in the bath and he, he was feeling a bit sort of. He got the shakes, and then he was up all night feeling, feeling ill. And he said, but he was listening to the podcast when he was in the bath. And he said it might have been something, something to do with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he said it. Well, yeah. Let's look at Head and Shoulders first of all. I mean, look at look at what soap he was using. I don't throw it at us. Early doors. I mean. Yeah, I feel like I'm clipping on him, but anyway, Jeez. That's, what, that's what brothers do. So here's a question. I'll do. I'm going to do my ice cream van stuff, but it was just interesting. I I I sent my kit. So basically, an ice cream van appeared. We were out walking today, and I, an ice cream van was there, and I sent my kids up. 
to the ice cream van with a credit card. Am I big bananas? Is that? I would say say affirmative to that. And they came back and said he doesn't take credit cards. And I was like... (laughs) It's a nice cream, man. I know. Doesn't pay tax. Don't we? I was like, I was like, have I let my family down by not having a few bob in my back pocket? To, for, in do, case do you I remember was, the one from Blackwood? The name of the guy? Genestries. Uh, do you remember your ice cream van, Michael? There. It's Robert Robertson's, I think. Robertson's ice cream. Robertson's dairy or something. Because I. I was like, because they ran away with the credit card into the ice cream van, and I was like, pure applauding myself, saying, when I was a wee boy, I could tell you exactly in Blackwood by just listening to the tune where he was. Like, I could tell you he was up at Andy Dunn's house, or he was over at Crumley's. I knew near enough to the pitch of the song, because I mean, you had to do a lot of work with my mum to try and get her to get anything. You know what I mean, you had to work her before she came. You know what I mean, you had to know where he was going. Uh, but like I sent my kids to ice cream van with a credit card today. Hmm, that's a cold. That's a, that's a wake up tomorrow morning a cold sweat thinking, what have I become? <laughs> have they got your pin number? Um, the, the one thought I was gonna, just going to leave everyone with is, oh, no. is, is is how Rangers will celebrate. Like you know, oh, how you celebrate? You when you look at all the Rangers, like how will you know the the head of refereeing Crawford Allen celebrate <laughs> the, the the victory? You know, obviously, we have a nice glass of wine. Or obviously, Stuart McCall is going to be there in some sort of this is the new word. Elk. Stuart McCall will be in the middle, <laughs> blitzed my Rangers jersey on. He was always there. <laughs> you think Ranger like Ranger Durant always had the trophy in his head, didn't he? Did he? With those that big stupid hat. Uh, you know, always Range like yeah. always had a hat on. And uh Richard Goff was always low key, wasn't he? He was always low key. He had Lo- other plans that night. And Loudrop Loudrop always like- done something, didn't he? Loudrop always done something kinda a bit off piece. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, but, but but how does the, the older generation, the, the more rabid generation, like your 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 Dick Campbell and his twin brother, how would they celebrate? You know what I mean? I Alex Totten, your Alex Smiths. They're going to be delighted. Like Walter's going to be absolutely. What would they do that night? Like what are they are they going to bring out like a, a nice wine or a whiskey <laughs> or a flute? Um, they're just going to go wild, man. Ten years of absolute misery. And Neil Lennon gives them the t- title and an absolute just blows it up for them. Gives yeah, it to them. Just, Here you go, lads. Here's your, there's your title. Know what I mean, there you go. It's going to be a murder somewhere. I'm getting angrier. I, I'm, I'm actually getting angry. No, that's that's in line. They're like, the thing is, when Neil Lennon went, you weren't as angry because you had the anger in November and December. Everybody's saying that. You're like, I'm getting more angrier now. <laughs> like when when Stephen Gerrard came out with his, uh, he's in the sh- he's in the changing rooms. Dancing to Neil Diamond or whatever he said. I mean, I'm like, that was a funny line, but I'm just angry now. <laughs> I mean, I'm just angrier because <laughs> I'm getting me a murder. Oh, I'm angry. Also, I gave my kid a credit card to go to the ice cream van. I just can't believe I did that. I did buy him sweeties. I did buy him sweeties later on, but he really did fancy an ice cream. <laughs> I mean, which I just couldn't give him. <laughs> so. 
There we go. One hour of our time, guys. I'm sorry, it's lockdown's taken so long for us. You've, you've, have you been jagged up yet, Mikey? No, not yet. Um, yeah, I'm similar to Jamie. Got the jab, so Did um, she? there's immunity. There's immunity in my household, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm way down the list. I think. Should she get the jab, Stevens? How many jabs you had, Stephen? <laughs> A few, eh? <laughs> So you're you're all you're all okay then, Stephen? Aren't you? You're, you can go out and pet some dogs. <laughs> I don't. I, honestly, I want to. We Rangers winning the league. We, I'm, I'm a big fan of extending the lockdown. <laughs> no I'll tell you what, though. I suppose it could be worse. You could be Robbie Nielsen, who's apparently had to wait nearly a month for his hearing about um, getting banished from a dugout. Then Stevie G just gets his straight away. <laughs> And what you buy here? Morales, Morales, come in. Oh, jeez, yeah. Anyway, appreciate it. Hopefully, Betty will come on. Betty's been I'm trying to get. We have the same thing every week, Betty. And uh, Dan Devaney's doing well for himself. And I just everybody, thanks a lot for listening. Okay, we we absolutely. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to do a better podcast than me and Mikey last week. I was just Stephen actually gave his credit. Stephen's like, well. You think about it, I brought you and Mikey together. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Me and Mikey researched and did that podcast perfectly. Stephen, not doing you. Go to uni with them 20 years ago. Me and Mikey just delivered. Stephen's like, well, you think about it, I brought you two together. I'm like, no, you never. No, I just wanted a finder's fee. <laughs> <laughs> so you got away with your John Hughes stuff as well, Stephen. I tell you, I tell you. That was that was the funniest thing. I was in uh, actually. When was the last time you got recognition from like a a woman or a lady ever? So I'm in Marks and Spencer's and I'm talking to Betty on the phone for like an hour. Right, so me and Betty are talking, and Betty was laughing because you saying you, you guys are the only family in the whole world that's got a back cut. I've got a back cut catalogue of Stevens impersonations. <laughs> I mean, I've got. <laughs> He's like, you're the only family in the world that can actually go back and get impersonations of your brother to put on your podcast. And I was like, well, I think that is probably quite unique. Yeah, you know I mean, and then anyway, I because of the Scottish accent in Dublin, I get followed up by a lady, Martin Spencer. She said, "Chat away, he's in the car park." I was like, "Don't know you keep bouncing on there." And I'm like, "Where did that come from?" It was just me and Betty laughing about the podcast. Betty says you were uh, amazing the podcast, Mikey. Amazing. So you're just getting it from all angles, you know what I mean? So, so I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm a humble guy. Humble you know, I guy. don't like I don't like praise like that. <laughs> as long as you're in the know, Mikey. Well, thanks, Stephen, and thanks, Mikey, for doing this. This was good. Cheered me up on my Friday night of uh, in the doldrums with Stevie G and his five bob and won the league. And uh, hopefully we'll have a good weekend. Maybe a quiz tomorrow night, maybe. Do something like that. Quite a laugh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, fantastic. Well, I hope it's not a honey trap, the um, Marks and Spencer's women. But, um, oh, just, it's nice <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. She wanted to trap. know where I came from in Scotland, and she's like, oh, Scotland's really nice. I really love the accent and all that. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm just, I mean, I'm doing my message. So I go away. Honey trap. <laughs> honey trap. <laughs> <laughs> well, take your advice on that, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one, eh? Yeah, you laugh it up. Nice one. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to us, and thanks, making Stephen, for being really good sports tonight, on a Friday night in March. Uh, where uh, Rangers are still in Europe in March. Anyway, I'm just not going to let it go. Uh, and uh, thanks, Betty, for uh, whatever you're up to tonight. And uh, cheers, all the best. Bye bye. Thank you. <laughs>